just what the doctor ordered. The Cincinnati Bengals go host the Carolina Panthers. They dominate going into their bye week. And not only do they dominate, they get the run game on track. They dominate with a lot of backup players in the lineup. And, man, this was just exactly what the team needed. And I tell you what, this is also what the fans needed, I think, as well. And I mean that because there's been a lot of chatter this week. And if there's a if there's one thing that this team over the last couple of years with Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, um, a lot of other players that they have brought in, obviously, if there's one thing they do and do well, it is that they respond. They often respond and in big ways when it seems like the chips are down, they're not the same team, they're too inconsistent, all of that. They respond. And they did it again on uh, on on Sunday here against Carolina, doing so with the run game dominating, doing so with the offensive line playing well, doing so with Joe Burrow playing well, and the guys who did start, the stars, the starters, etc., really only getting two and a half, three quarters of play because the Bengals were in absolute cruise control and domination mode in this one. And you have to you have to like that. We're going to uh, go over what we usually do, talk about stats and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to open the floor to you all. I'll leave the link to the live chat in the in the uh, to the to the video chat here. If you want to hop in and say your piece, if you want to give us a text or shoot us a call, 949-542-6241, you can do that. Uh, get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. And we will uh, let you know. Dan, the man here, interesting, interesting perspective we should be seven and two possibly even eight and one if you count the cowboys game as woulda coulda should have been uh schedule gets tougher but we get healthier the Bengals do get healthier but they also suffered yet some more losses potentially here on sunday a couple guys uh exiting the game which is not good but yes you're talking about dj reader potentially coming back you're talking about josh tupo coming back you're talking about getting some of these other key pieces healthy um, Bengals had to to really scramble to fill the void for Chidobia Wuzier in the secondary, and they stepped up big time. PJ Walker could not get anything going in this game at all. After lighting up the Atlanta Falcons the week prior, the Bengals had an excellent game plan for him. They harassed him. I think he had two or three turnovers himself. Uh, I think I think it was three in the first half by the Panthers. The Panthers didn't get their first first down until almost three minutes, just about three minutes left in the first half. Didn't get their first first down. And you know how they got it? Off a penalty. So they were, the the defense was absolutely stifling the Carolina Panthers and P.J. Walker in this one. And then, um, you know, later when they were in cruise control mode, they made a quarterback switch. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But they made a quarterback switch. And lo and behold, there you go. The Panthers start scoring some points. Bengals kind of ease up on the gas pedal, etc. So um, this is, again, this is exactly what the Bengals needed, not only for their confidence, for fan confidence, but also getting into their bye, feeling good, dominating win. You had to have this one if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. 
you had it and you had had it in, in dramatic and dominating fashion. Gotta love that. Uh, let's let's get to a couple of different things here, and then we will uh, open the floor to you all. I want to make sure that we um, get get your takes on all of these uh, on what you saw today, how you feel about the rest of the season, because this, as we know, and and I don't know if you saw on our YouTube channel and and other places. Uh, I don't know if you saw the little clip that where we had an interview with Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, in a media call, and he said it's kind of a week-to-week proposition with these Bengals, and he is completely right because we sit here and we think, hey, um, we've got this team figured out. They're just not that good. There's too many injuries, all of that. Um, and they come in. There were people – it was hot take galore this week for the for this game with the Bengals and the Panthers. Hot takes galore. Dominique Foxworth over at ESPN said P.J. Walker would outplay Joe Burrow. What? On top of that, you had some some folks uh, from the Believe Podcast Network say that the Bengals are frauds, and God bless the folks who believe. We love them because we do a lot of work with them, and they run some great podcasts and everything. But calling the Bengals frauds going into this week and calling a Panthers win on the Bengals' home turf, and not only did the Bengals disallow that, but they also just absolutely, I mean, the door was shut by the time the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter started. The, the game was just pretty much over. And so, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what it is when you go, <laughs> when you go from the performance they had against the Browns and then you see this, uh, this week, you know, it, it's just a very, interesting situation with this team and uh what what they're about in terms of going from week to week performance and um god bless them they respond well and they are getting into the bye gonna try and get healthier gonna try and do some different things to i think this is also a learning game from them and see see what they did well now they're not going to play the panthers every week uh, I don't mean that as a super disrespect to the Panthers, but they are struggling. They were kind of in fire sale mode going into uh, this week and whatnot, obviously getting rid of Christian McCaffrey and and others. But, um, you know, they were a little bit in fire, fire sale slash rebuild mode these past couple of weeks. And so, you know, they put together a team and they, you know, they had some uh, good for them. They didn't completely lay down later when they made the quarterback change. They didn't lay down and just allow the Bengals to continue to put up points. And they just didn't even put up a fight later on. They, you know, they did some things that, uh, you know, you go, Hey, you know, I guess golf clap, right? Nice. You got, you got some touchdowns in there, but the man, the Bengals just did a lot of different things today that you, you you tip your cap to. They had guys come in off the bench that played pretty well, uh, mainly talking about the the Trents, the Trentons, uh, Trent Taylor and Trenton Irwin doing some stuff on offense and uh, making some nice plays here and there. Uh, you had some other players on defense getting higher volume of snaps, making some nice plays. So you really like all of that if you – are a Bengals fan and, or if you're the Bengals themselves seeing the depth rise up, uh, you know, there were a lot of fans even saying that this is not going to, you know, this is not going to be a good game for the Bengals. They may lose this one. They may drop this one. And man, we're looking in next year. Now all of a sudden you're five and four exact same record that you had last year with the buy at the exact same time last year. 
So you're you're right on pace with where you were, and now you're getting Jamar Chase back healthy. But you know, hopefully everything goes well there. DJ Reader back healthy, Josh Dupo back healthy, Logan Wilson will continue to uh, be healthy after that shoulder injury from a couple of, uh, of weeks ago. Uh, and then you know you start gathering, and then maybe you add in a couple of pieces here and there for some extra depth, be it a wide receiver, defensive back, whatnot, to help with some of those issues. But um, you know, at, at the same time. I was a little skeptical. I'm gonna, and we'll get to the stats, and I want to hear from you all as well. I was a little skeptical going into this one. I know my guy Zim Zim Hude was was saying some things out there that I also kind of resonate. It resonated with me a little bit, and that was, you know, the Bengals may be a little overconfident in where they are. They may, you, you know, if if you were them, you kind of thought that you were, you know, you felt like they would have done a little bit more at the trade deadline. They would have done a little bit more and free agency or something to that effect where, you know, you add some pieces. If you're, if you feel that you're that close, you add some pieces to your team to potentially make a run and, and alleviate the absences that you have. And there are a couple pieces out there. Uh, you know, the Will Fuller OBJs. OBJ is kind of a pipe dream for a number of different reasons. We've talked about that. You know, and Dominic and Sue's out there if you really wanted to, to go that route. I mean, there, there are some there are some players you could bring in there. And then, of course, this team that they played today featured a couple of players that I, I know a lot of people wanted to see potentially on the Bengals as well. So, you know, n- now we look at it today and we go, man, we got a little bit of egg on our face here because – the Bengals kind of told us we're confident in who we are. We confident we're confident in who we have, and we're going to show you. And granted, it was maybe deemed a lesser opponent, but they did what they should have done to a perceived lesser opponent. Totally dominated them. Totally dominated. And um, you know, this was I've said it about four times already. This is exactly what the doctor ordered for the Cincinnati Bengals going into their bye week. Exactly what they needed. Uh, I'm Anthony Cazenza, by the way, with CincyJungle.com, in case you're new here. And by the way, I guess we got a different little name tag. I didn't notice my name had changed there, but I'm Anthony Cazenza with Cincy Jungle. I contribute there as a writer as well as do some podcast hosting along with uh, John Sheeran and Coach Matt Minnick also does some stuff on the uh, with his show, Coach Speak and Chalk Talk, and then does some writing as well. And then we've got Bengal Jim and his crew doing the Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends show, also part of the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. So, Um, You can get your news, opinions, analysis, and also your podcast at cincyjungle.com. And then uh, the audio side, you can get all of our shows on your favorite audio streamer, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are on all of them. And then, of course, we have some respective YouTube channels. Ours, you can click right down here in the corner. Click that to subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live and when new content is available. And, of course, there's memberships. If you want to do that, we'll get you some exclusive perks and content with that. As well as if you are if you donate through the YouTube super chat function, those are going to go directly for just a little bit longer to the Pollock Family Foundation. Um, David Pollock, who joined our program a couple months back, we're supporting his great endeavor that he that he has his charitable nonprofit that he has that is based out of Atlanta, Georgia, but is starting to branch out nationwide, and we want to help them do a lot of different stuff. So uh, you can also go to gibsendgo.com slash Pollock Family Foundation to help them directly there too. So uh, anyway, that's there for you. All right, let's get to some of the stats. And then I want to hear from you. 
If you want to call or text 949-542-6241, you can do that. We already got uh, a couple of things coming in here. I think it's from our guy, Dan, uh, from Tennessee. I'm sorry I doubted Joe Mixon. He played hard and had a great job, did a great job. Uh, the Bengals needed that feeling of a balanced attack heading into the bye who day. And that's probably who you got to feel the best for. Uh, Joe Mixon, long, long-time leader of this team a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve and is high effort, high talent. And unfortunately, you know, not only throughout the, his tenure with the team, but this year it just hasn't been coming together. And man, did it come together in a big way this week. Came together in a big way this week. And I can't wait to look at the film further. And we'll have some breakdowns of that, not only on Cincy Jungle, but on this this show as well. I can't wait to look at the film further to see exactly what the Bengals were doing and uh, what they were, um, what they were doing on, uh, you know, in, in the run game to help. We do have a call coming in here. I, I want to make, sh- make sure we get to this here. So uh, I think we've got someone. Uh, hi, who's this? Hey, it's Terrell. Terrell. What's going on, dude? Oh man. I gotta say that I gotta bow my head. It don't make sense. I put, uh, hey man, I, I mean you you was right though, man. I, I guess um, but 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 they they did what I told them. they they found their rock though. They found their rock. I do I do got one. Um, I, I was I was pleased with the, uh with uh, Cam Britt. I was pleased with everything. Uh, but the one thing I do got a problem with, and I've been saying it for the longest. Jonah Williams is too small to play left tackle. Well, he had he had an issue today. That's for sure. There was some great. You know, for a while he was cruising with the line, right? I mean, they were they were cruising, yeah. and then all of yeah. a sudden Brian Burns became decided to become Brian Burns and uh, made yeah. him look a little silly there. Um, so obviously you're you know you're talking about you're talking about that uh, giving up of a sack there. I think it's his yeah. what ninth already yeah. this year. Um, so that yeah. is not that is not good, and uh, you know that's something we're, definitely. We're by the way, before I, before, I, uh, before I go, yep. uh, do you do you extend? Hayden Hurst. Yes. Yes. I think you okay. do. I think Hayden Hurst deserves another contract. What that looks like, I'm not completely sure. I don't think you break the bank for a guy like that because he's not an absolute game breaker, but I think he is a great ancillary piece. He's also obviously based on the the award he was nominated for this week. He's a good locker room guy, good guy off the field. So, you know, I think I think you you extend him and you draft another guy within the first couple of rounds, uh, depending on who's there yeah, and whatnot. And, I think, and, and, I, and I gotta say, I, I just love Ted Karras, and I was just leave you with a who day, and then you already know you 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 uh, you just one of the uh, you the, you the, you the one of the greatest man. We got out <laughs> here with the single thing, man. I appreciate you it, Terrell. Good to hear from you, bub. Yep. Take care. Uh, yeah, so call in if you want. We'll try and get to some more calls and whatnot. But that's our our buddy Terrell calling in. We had a text from Dan as well. Uh, call or text if you want, and then I'll leave the the um, the link for some of you folks to join in live as well. I want to hear from you here. But Bengals win forty two twenty one over Carolina. Score was not that close, folks. This game was forty two to seven for a long time. I mean, basically uh, right outside a half. Um, I mean, this game was, and then the Bengals miss a field goal late. So, I mean, this, this game, they sat guys within the third and fourth quarter, Joe Burrow, 22 of 28 being sat, I think early middle part of the third quarter, 22 of 28, 206 yards, a touchdown, another touchdown on the ground as well. 
took one sack. Brandon Allen took a sack as well. Burrow did dance out of a, a couple of other uh, situations, but good day from the offensive line overall. Brian Burns decided to be Brian Burns, as I said. You know, I, just back to Terrell's point about Jonah Williams, I, I've talked about a little bit, and I don't want to give him a full pass, but again, just a handful of weeks ago, Jonah Williams dislocated his kneecap and sprained a knee ligament against the Baltimore Ravens. So this bye week can't come soon enough for him as well. There are times where he is not looking like he is moving as well as he normally does or, or could probably because that knee issue is bugging him. Uh, and so getting another week of rest with him, I think that's also key going forward. But again, only one sack of Burrow today, big, um, 206 yards, one touchdown, zero interception, a nice 109.2 rating. Look at Mixon's day, 22 of 153, four touchdowns on the ground, another through the air, five touchdowns, a franchise best for a running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, 22 carries, 153, seven yards per carry. If you had him on your fantasy league uh, this week, good Lord. six. And by the way, if you sat him this week and you had him, oh, I feel bad for you. Six for 51 for Samaj P. Ryan, eight and a half yards per carry from him. Trent Taylor had a couple of nifty little plays, three carries, 18 yards from him. Irwin, 11 yard carry. Uh, Burrow, four carries, nine yards there. So, um, you know, nothing, nothing great there. But, uh, you know, some just look at that though 241 yards on the ground, 39 carries, 241, five touchdowns. Didn't need to do anything spectacular in the wake of chases. This is what I liked about the Bengals this week. Last week, they scrambled with not having Jamar Chase. I think that injury maybe snuck up on them, the severity of it. They planned on having him earlier in the week, and then they had to late scramble, alter the game plan, and then you go up against a Browns team you don't really match up well against. So I, th I think that's part of the issue, but you, I think now you had time to prepare, ample time to prepare. You are going up against a lesser defense in the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and so now it was a lot of pitch and catch, a lot of different targets again for the Bengals. Um, it, but also uh, it, it was, it, it was just nice to see the run game kind of carry the day, right? I mean, they had, when you look at it, more net rushing yards than they did passing yards. And that that's not usually how the Bengals and Joe Burrow in this offense operates. But uh, T. Higgins, your leading receiver, seven for 60, Mixon four for 58, and a touchdown. Boyd robbed of a touchdown uh, early in this one that ended up being a Joe Burrow sneak for a touchdown, but five for 44 for him. Hurst, you heard Terrell ask about him, five for 35. Uh, Irwin and Taylor combined for three catches. So, so you like all the contributions there. Didn't need a lot out of the passing game because this rushing game was incredible, incredible today. Uh, Trent Taylor did have a fumble that he fumbled out of bounds. Jalen Davis recovered a fumble um, from Tommy Tremble early in the game. Uh, so, you know, you, you have that. Uh, Davis Gaither, your leading tackler with six. Bailey with six. Those are kind of late. Logan Wilson, you were able to kind of get him out of the game later for B.J. Hill. Uh, not a lot of tackles for loss and, and that sort of thing this today, but it was a lot of more run stuff, short, you know, limiting things to short yardages. You see there, there were uh, four passes defended here by the Cincinnati Bengals. So, um, you know, not, not a lot. It's just, it was just sound football and some early turnovers. You had the great pick by 
by Jermaine Pratt. You had another one afterward by Jesse Bates that set up points. And then, you know, the Bengals were just kind of off and running, off and running. I want to say this though, if we're going to, if we're going to have uh, a little bit of a, a, a knock on the day, it's going to be in one area, by the way, you see here, Trent Taylor had uh, two returns for 15 yards on the kickoffs. Not great there, but Evans had one for 22. Taylor had a pretty solid day returning punts, though, 17.3 yards per punt return. A little bit worried about Evan McPherson. I'm not going to hit the panic button, but I don't know if it's the snapper issue. That's another thing they got to start remedying this week. He did hit all six extra points. You like that. Missed a 47-yarder, I believe it was. Late in the game, you know, you're kind of like, well, how serious? I mean, I, I hate to say that. You take every opportunity seriously. But, you know, where was his head at at that point? The Bengals were blowing him out. Hadn't really had an opportunity all game. But we're talking about missing his last two field goals from the same distance, sub 50 yards. That's not good. Plus a missed extra point last week as well. So they got to figure out some stuff on the special team side there from Evan McPherson. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But I want to go back here. PJ Walker, you see there, look at this. Look at his first half. Three of 10 for nine yards. Nine passing yards. That is a stifling defensive performance by the Cincinnati Bengals. Two interceptions there. Let me give you a little insight on Baker Mayfield. This drives me crazy about Baker Mayfield. And I hope that the Bengals just, for whatever reason, don't get to play him very, very often. In eight games, to varying degrees of playing time, in eight games against the Bengals, to my calculations, Baker Mayfield has 1,902 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, and seven interceptions, including today, which wherein he had 155 yards in, in one half of football, two touchdowns, a 126 rating, and he was 14 of 20. So, 1,902 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions by Baker Mayfield in his career against the Bengals. That equates to 238 passing yards a game, 2.6 passing touchdowns per game, and 0.9, nine-tenths of an interception, just under one interception average per game for him. He has the Bengals' number. He has the Bengals' number, and I know it's garbage time, and you can say what you want, but he plays well against the Cincinnati Bengals. Regardless, look at the disparity in team uh, in rushing yards here. 153 was the Bengals' leading rusher. 23 was the Panthers' leading rusher. And you see here, 64 total team rushing yards, 3.6 yards per carry. That ain't getting it done. And not much to write home about from 
the receiving core. You see Terrace Marshall had his first career touchdown catch. A couple of nice plays by him late. And Tommy Tremble had one as well late there. Um, but still nothing that was really devastating on that front because the Bengals were just absolutely stifling the Panthers going forward. We're going to give... I'm going to give out the um, the link here in case anybody wants to join live. We'll get you in here in just a little bit. Uh, so there is the the link. If you're watching live and you want to join the live stream, have at it. We'll try and get you in here, and you can you can say your piece. So if you're watching live, that should be in the live Facebook and or live uh, live YouTube chat. So check that out. I want to before we get to those. If anyone wants to come in here, you can accept that and check your audio and all that kind of stuff. Uh, here is some play-by-play or uh, drive summary, drive summaries, and I, I this is something that you know I think again tells a, a lot of the tale of what happened here. You go touchdown. We talked about the lack of a semblance of complimentary football. Start the game off with a dominating nine-play, ninety-yard drive that took up almost five and a half minutes. Then you force a punt. Unfortunately, you go three and out if you're the Cincinnati Bengals following that. Then you force another punt, another three and out. Then you you just march towards a touchdown, 10 plays, 71 yards. You force another punt. Let's go for the throat. We're up 14-0. We just forced a three and out. Touchdown. You're up 21-0 at the blink of an eye. Then all of a sudden, interception. You get a touchdown off of the turnover, punt. Bengals respond with a punt, another interception. The Bengals respond with a touchdown and a fumble. Look at the drives by the Carolina Panthers in the first half. Punt, 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 interception, punt, interception, fumble. Now, the fumble was just kind of like, you know, as time was getting out, but my goodness, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then you go down to the second quarter or the second half rather, and then you've got Baker Mayfield coming in. He marches them down for a touchdown drive. Bengals respond nicely with a big touchdown drive, 11 plays, 75 yards. Uh, then, you know, you force a punt, Bengals punt, then Carolina comes back with a touchdown. Bengals had opportunity for points. They did not do it. And then, you know, at this point too, uh, right around this this other punt drive, here and then as you go down the Bengals are resting a lot of players etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it's thorough domination within the first half there and it shows here is another set of team statistics that I think shows I mean 30 to 13 in terms of first downs even with the garbage time stuff um, look at the rushing first downs, 19 to four. Uh, both teams had a first down from penalties. Bengals were 60% on third down. That was huge. Carolina was just two of eight um, with none of those coming in the first half. As I mentioned, fourth down, I, I'm sorry. One, I, I think one of them did on the penalty. Uh, so they may have had one other one late fourth down efficiency. They were one of one Bengals did not attempt one. Bengals, 72 total plays to the Carolina Panthers, 48. 464 total yards to the Panthers, 228. 6.4 yards per play, 4.8. 223 passing yards net, 164 by the Panthers. And then look at this, 241 to 64 in the rushing yard column. Uh, Kind of a decent amount of penalties in this game. I guess you would expect that with a lot of backups playing. 
seven for 50 for the Panthers, five for 35. Panthers committed also, big key stat right there, three turnovers, Bengals, goose egg in the turnover column. And then you look at it, the Bengals had the ball almost, I mean, they had it for almost 20 more minutes. 20 minutes, 39 seconds for the Panthers, 39 minutes, 21 seconds for the Bengals. That's unbelievable in the NFL. That is just unbelievable. So you like you, you like that there. Um, RM says, how did, the, how did the Panthers get those last two TDs? Are we okay in the secondary? That is a good segue to where I'm going next. No, the Bengals are not okay in the secondary. And I don't mean talent-wise. I mean more injuries. You got Chidobia Wuzier on IR gone for the year with a torn ACL. You had this one rookie. Dax Hill had a couple of struggles here in, in this one, but I, I will say this. He and uh, Cam Taylor Britt, who are out there impressed into farther covet coverage there uh, and, and, and more snaps, more rolls, etc. They were really close on a lot of the, the coverages that ended up actually netting touchdowns. The, the Tommy Trumbull one, Dax Hill was on the coverage. I mean, he was right there. It was just an insane throw by Baker Mayfield. And then a great play by Terrace Marshall over Cam Taylor Britt using his size to get, get the touchdown, kind of moss him a little bit in the end zone and, and get, get the ball. So... Right now, though, this shoulder injury, it did not sound good. Uh, someone had also asked, you know, how do we know more about the Dax Hill injury? We're going to know more this week. The thing is, though, what I had heard and what I had read, the reports had said that Dax Hill went into the, the blue tent. His shoulder was, um, you know, here you go. He's been declared out, but uh, – there were other reports that his arm was almost just kind of like hanging. He wasn't really moving it. Um, it was just kind of a little bit limp going down um, and going into the tent. So that's not good news for the Bengals. And here is the link to that, uh, that post on Cincy Jungle. If you want some of that uh, information there, we've got a lovely glare going on behind me there. Uh, and then of course, uh, as you as noted before, the Bengals did put officially put Chidobia Wuzier, who's having an outstanding season, on IR, and they did make three other roster moves that were effective today. Um, so you can see here, I'll, I'll pin that to the live chat there as well. Um, so Dominique Davis was off the practice squad to the active roster. Alan George and Trenton Irwin were on the active roster. Obviously, Irwin played today. Uh, and then Awuzier is on injured reserve. So Alan George, a good uh, preseason story, a guy getting his shot here. Uh, so, um, And then you see here DJ Reader and Josh Tupo might be out at least one more week here. We'll see what happens in that Steelers game going forward and what they, what they want to do there. But, um, yeah, so the – the Bengals trying to make do in the secondary. They they had some other uh, more injuries today, which is not what they needed. Not what they needed at all. And then you have this as well. Chris Evans left the injury uh, left the game with the injury as well. That's why you had Taylor returning kicks. So that's not great as 
either knee injury there. Um, and so this is not good from a guy that quote unquote had a role and one that we ha- had hoped would expand based on a lot of the other injuries going forward here. So Cincinnati's going to need to uh, once again, kind of do some magic, bring next man up, come in and do your thing. That's not good news for Chris Evans either uh, with, with a knee injury. So that's, those are some of the headlines coming out of the, the game there. But again, this is exactly what you would have wanted from the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. You, you had wanted that you had, you would have wanted them to win not only in this kind of statement fashion, but also you feel good about the buy you're in the winning record. You're back where you were last year. The one exception, of course, between the one disparity really between being the five and four last year and the five and four this year is the divisional record. The Bengals were two and one in the division last year at this time. They are 0 and three. Now they finished last year four and two in the division. That's not going to be possible this year. So you got to hope that they sweep the rest of the division coming up here. They get Baltimore at home towards the end of the year. And then, of course, they get Cleveland at home, uh, but they come out of the bye in prime time against the Steelers in uh, in Pittsburgh. And that's not that's not going to be an easy one, despite the up and up and downs we've been seeing from the Pittsburgh Steelers there. Um, so uh, that's the Bengals need to continue this momentum. They need to continue this momentum and they need to collect these division wins. Now, when you look at the remaining schedule, and I will pull this up for you guys, uh, when you look at the remaining schedule, there are games here where you go, okay, what, what, what exactly, <laughs> who exactly is everybody right now? Um, and, and that's, you know, I don't mean that as kind of a slight to anybody, just the, it, it's a, it is very, very different from week to week from these teams that the Bengals I mean, the Bengals themselves, same deal. So they come out of the bye Sunday night. They play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Then they follow that up the fall, you know, the following Sunday with a, an away game against the Titans. So you come out of the bye and it's away away. The Titans have been real up and down. They don't seem to be the same team that made it, you know, to the divisional round last year in which the Bengals beat. Then you host the chiefs. That is a tough stretch coming out. And then, the Browns, who knows where they where they they will be at at this point? They will probably be bringing out Deshaun Watson, barring something completely unforeseen. So the Bengals got to have that one. Uh, you got the Buccaneers, who have been, I think they're what three and five at the moment this moment in time. So they've been struggling. You got the Patriots, who have been up and down a little bit, trending upward the past couple of weeks. You got the Bills, who just lost to the Jets, whom the Bengals beat in New York earlier this year granted that was with joe flacco under center and then you've got the ravens team back in cincinnati which you got to feel like that one's got to be i mean that that's that's that might be for the division at that point that that game might be for the division uh and then you you it could be based on records winning you're in and whatnot but again tough games but you look at it and you go, I mean, the Browns, The it's really more that the Bengals don't match up well against Cleveland more so than the Browns are world beaters this year. Chiefs are pretty dang good. Titans have been up and down. Steelers seem very beatable, much more beatable than they have in the past, although they did get that one against the Bengals. So kudos to them. 
Bucks up and down, Patriots kind of back and forth, but they're trending in a better direction right now. Bills still very, very good, but it's in Cincinnati. They just came off a tough loss to the Jets. And oh, by the way, I don't know what exactly is coming of it, but at the end of that game, Josh Allen took a shot wherein he fumbled the ball and his he was kind of gripping his hand and his elbow was weird. So I don't know if, if he's great. And then you got the Ravens, whom the Bengals lost to by just two points in Baltimore not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. So, um, you know, you got RM saying, you know, to be honest, I don't know how they overcome these injuries. Well, every team's got injuries, like you note. Um, this is what this is the aspect, though, that I think was very encouraging today. The Bengals have shown an ability to adapt this year. Last year, a lot of it was, whoa, this is by surprise. Jamar Chase, rookie, didn't play the year prior. We knew he was good, but, I mean, we didn't know he was going to be this good right away. You got T. Higgins back. Joe Burrow, what's he going to be like, you know, coming back from this injury? What's this offense going to look like? And the Bengals played their brand of football. They got hot at the right time. Made it all the way to the Super Bowl. This year, teams had a little bit of the book on how to play the Bengals. About a month and a half in, they started to adjust. They had won, you know, I, I think, what is it now? Five five of their last six or five, you know, five of their last seven, I guess now. Um, so, I mean, they are winning and they are doing different things this week. Uh, I, I think the big thing I talked about earlier We've, we've noted that this offensive line has been playing markedly improved football over that of last year's unit. And I, I mentioned earlier, you know, oh, I'd like to know what exactly, you know, I'd like to dive into the film and see exactly what was going on this week. Really, I think a lot of it was the, the Bengals offensive linemen were just winning far more regularly in their, in their blocking matchups this week than they were in previous weeks. It was just an utter domination. Um, obviously there's some s- schematic things that they did differently and whatnot, but you know, I think, I think a lot of that just has to do with, they were winning far more frequently this week than they had been in past weeks. So now, you know, you've, they have shown an ability. I know the injuries are a concern. You're going to get back. Hopefully if everything goes according to plan, either right out of the buy shortly after the buy you're going to get Chase, Reader, Tupo back. Three big players. What you need to do if they are not going to be available for the Steelers, you're going to need to employ the same type of tactics that you employed this week where you get by. You get by and you get that division win. That That's what it's going to take. Um, and, and the Bengals adapted. And they adapted in a big way. I, again, I think... Last week they were behind the eight ball a little bit with the chase thing because that happened kind of middle late late part of the week. They probably had a game plan in place towards the beginning of the week, and then they had to completely scrap that and do other things. And and, and then you got the matchup issue that is going up against the Cleveland Browns, and then that you know didn't go well for them. And then this this week they're like, okay, let's get back to the drawing board. We have to get the run game going. We have to have balance. We have to do some other things. And, um, you know, they did that this week. Credit them. Uh, I don't know that we're going to see the same results every week in terms of the run game, but this was this was one where you, you know, you say, hey, we're, the, things are trending in a positive direction for sure. 
Uh, Kevin here says overcome with talented backups to Faye Carter, uh, Taylor Britt, Irwin, and Trent Taylor all showing up. Yeah, uh, Taylor Britt took some lumps today, but again, I, I mentioned it with, with the Dax thing when we were talking about Dax's injury. They were right there on these plays in which they got beat for touchdowns. They were right there. Even uh, I think it was Mark Sanchez who was saying, man, his coverage is right there. I mean, it's just it, it, the other guy just made an ex- exceptional play, that one being Baker making a great throw or Terrace Marshall making a great catch. So, you know, we, we you can talk about the rookies and their struggles there, but uh, that's – you know, I, I think, I think you got to be pretty pleased with that. I'm looking at some of these other comments here. Um, yeah. Hamper Starscream Mayfield owns the Bengals shock. The ban- the Panthers didn't notice that. Uh, yes. Here's a good one from Dan, the man since starting Owen two burrow as an eye popping one 13.4 quarterback rating. 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, 8.2 yards per attempt, only one fumble. Uh, Joe Shiesty is in Fuego. He's playing He's playing well. Um, did Burrow throw a long pass? No, it really wasn't about that today. It was efficiency. It was misdirection and or, um, you know, putting out looks that you think certain things are going to go one way or one specific play call, and they didn't, they didn't show that. You know, there was a lot of uh, – the stuff to to the Trents that were kind of, you know, misdirection end around and or kind of direct plays that direct run plays that got them some yards. So, um, and, and Burrow didn't really need to throw a long pass. There was, you know, a nice one to Higgins late in the game and the, later in the game. And then there was uh, a couple of other, there were a couple of other plays, but really it was a lot of, you know, chain moving stuff, efficient stuff, uh, rhythm passing, all of that. So not not a lot of deep ball, and that that is the element that is missing this week. But when you don't have that element with Jamar Chase, but you're able to run the ball, you can see what what things when you know how things can work out for you. But uh, oh man, Dave Lennox, sixty eight points. I am assuming that means from Joe Joe Mixon in the fantasy league. That is awesome. Uh, seven different receivers. Yeah, I think it was nine or ten last week against the Browns that Burrow hit. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's spreading the ball around there. Um, hi, Chris. <laughs> hi, hey, Anthony. Hi. Uh, so at any rate, a good game for the Cincinnati Bengals. They get the run game going with an exclamation point. The, the offensive line. And, and here's, I mean, there are a lot of other guys at this point. This is why I love the midway buy, right? I mean, if it's too early, you know, you may still be, feeling pretty good, but then you start getting a run of injuries late right in the middle of the season is a great time because there are guys who were, you know, nicked up at this point and including Lael Collins, who's been dealing with a back issue. And so when you can get that extra time of rest, you, you like that. Someone else had also asked about, you know, Hayden Hurst, is he going to be back? And I know Terrell called in and asked that too, but um, you know, I I think Hayden Hurst for a variety of reasons should come back to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they should offer him a multi-year deal, but I also think they need to start looking at a tight end of the future or tight ends plural in the draft. Um, you know, I, I like Mitchell Wilcox for a special teams contribution spot, offensive snaps, um, true sample 
he's just had a rash of injuries and he's been kind of relegated to H back duty. So I know the tight end isn't a heavily featured player in this offense, but I think you can bring back Hayden Hurst to do the things that you like to do with him. Maybe get a guy with, you know, a blocking specialty as well as maybe an all around kind of guy. Um, Hurst is definitely more of a receiver than a blocker, but uh, you know, you kind of, you probably want to replenish that group with some developmental talent. I think next year as, as well as having Hurst back granted that he stays healthy and uh, produce continues to produce the way he has. So um, that's what I, you know, I, in terms of Hayden Hurst, I would like to see him back. Big Jim slaying who day, who day Jim. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, RM saying with the injuries at corner offense, we'll have to win some of these games. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is the other thing when you have those injuries, particularly on defense and some on offense, you're going to need to have the, I know, I know everybody, you know, oh, the run game's kind of passe and, oh, Joe Burrow in this offense, it's a pass centric offense. And, and yes, I, I, I agree with some of those sentiments, but I, there are times, there are games, there are opponents and there are situations where you absolutely need to have offensive balance. You absolutely need to have some semblance of a run game to keep a defense honest and to be able to extend drives, not get yourself into these early, you know, early holes and, and all of that. And this is a game where there was so many injuries, a lot of players out, a lot of players resting where this, you know, this was perfect, a perfect formula for the Bengals this week. Perfect formula and a big pat on the back, high five, whatever uh, knuckle bump to the, uh, the, the players who stepped up in the wake of these injuries, because there were a lot of players playing a lot of snaps and doing so, on kind of a surprising, you know, surprising basis. Oh man, we gotta, uh, I gotta get, get my, my snaps in here. And it, <laughs> it just happened. It comes at you fast. The NFL life can come at you fast. That is for sure. But um, at any rate, Bengals win 42, 21 score was not even, I mean, that's, that's close, much closer than it actually was. The Bengals just absolutely dominated the Carolina Panthers and um, get to five and four. We'll see what happens with the Baltimore Ravens as they take on the New Orleans Saints this week. So that'll say a lot in the division there. And then the Bengals have the bye next week. So a lot of things to shake out and a tough back half of the schedule. But um, I think once you get a little healthier and they do, uh, they, they continue to adapt the way that they need to adapt, be it by injury, by opponent, all of the above. Um, I think we're going to see a team that's going to be in it towards the end again. And, um, you know, they need to start collecting these big wins, especially against the AFC North teams and some of these AFC powerhouses, namely the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Bills coming up here on the back half of the schedule. You know, I, I think it's going to take double-digit wins again, uh, be it for the AFC North crown or to, to comfortably get into a wild-card spot. It's, I think it's going to take 10 wins at least. Um, and right now... Uh, you know, that's, was that five and three the rest of the way? So Bengals have to be even better than they were in the first half of the this, this season. And that was their easier part of the schedule, the perceived easier part of the schedule. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Thanks for your questions, your calls, your comments, all that kind of stuff. Wanted to get to a lot of that stuff because it's always, it always feels good 
going into a bye and uh, after a big Bengals win. It always feels good to kind of get the positive vibes flowing. But thank you, everybody. Uh, again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. You can get the Cincy Jungle podcast channel on your favorite audio streamer iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the above. You can get our stuff on YouTube right over here. Click that icon. Um, if you're watching on, on YouTube, click that icon and hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And then you got to go to CincyJungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, and, of course, podcasts. Get it. Enjoy this win. Savor it. We'll be back with more this week. Even though it's a bye week, we're going to come at you with a lot of different stuff. So. Uh, stay tuned there but Bengals win they get to five and four going into the bye big win over the Carolina Panthers I think everybody's going to take it and enjoy the rest of your weekend and into this into this week thanks